I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk Q&A, and today I am with Jade Gilmore. Hi, Nathan. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. The uh, I'm reading a book right now. It is. Do you know who Napoleon Hill is? I, you know, I, I think this makes me a bad life coach to admit this, but uh, <laughs> I have heard of Napoleon Hill, but I have never actually read one of his books. Oh, he's got a great book that everybody, you know, like you said, like a lot of life coaches know about and have heard about. A lot of people into law of attraction. And, you know, put success thinking and positive psychology and just all the branches that have gone uh, over the past several decades Mm -hmm. um, stemmed from one of his most notable books, Think and Grow Rich. I've read that one as a youngster. When I was a teenager, I read that. And he has a new book that has come out. Now, he passed away in 1970. But a new book has surfaced that came from him. His family kept it secret for a long time. It's called Outwitting the Devil. Oh. And if you've never heard of him, it is a very good book to get to know who he is and what he's about. Uh, Brilliant man, has a great way with words. It was written in 1938, the manuscript, but there were circumstances that he couldn't release it. And then... His family, once he did pass away, his family was very ashamed. They were ashamed of it because it does make some very strong criticisms of political and even religious leaders uh, that were around. And I I would still imagine that there are people who are going to be offended by it. But Mm -hmm. it talks a lot about, you know, the the thought, you know, what what it is, the, the primary theme throughout the whole book so far that I'm that I've read I'm about halfway through it is the theme is you know your thoughts are what make your experience happen and the people who take the time to examine their thoughts and really know their thoughts they're the people that are going to get farther ahead they're going to achieve more success they're going to be able to redirect their lives their circumstances because they're aware of their thinking and they're, they know that just because you think something doesn't mean that it's true and you can, you know, you can create thoughts that you want to have more of. That sounds like a really neat book. I'm going to have to look it up. Outwitting the Devil. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of thoughts, there was a really great question on the Twitter feed and I didn't get the person's name. But they said, how can journaling be used with meditation? So here we are four minutes into the episode, finally getting to the question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for that long introduction, but I did think it was relevant. So I wanted to to share. It's a great book. Got to read it. Outwitting the Devil. How How can journaling be used with meditation? And I want to, you know, start with whoever sent me this question. Thank you. Or actually it was scrolling by me and I grabbed it. (laughs) Um, just like a thought, (laughs) it was was passing by me and I just observed it. What I say about journaling and meditation in general, you know, you might hear people say that they're even interchangeable. 
but how and, and how does that work and why would that work and how can they be used together? I think it's a great question. And the thought even that journaling and meditation do have a hand in hand, you know, handshake uh, mm-hmm. is is a profound thing because it might not be obvious to everybody that that they are combined, that they are related to each other. Well, and I think if you're doing a true, true stream of consciousness journal entry, I think it gets very close to meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, I've, I've, I used to think that I did stream of thought, you know, what I just recently heard somebody call blank page journaling, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, writing with no prompt or anything, just sit down in front of a blank page and go. Mm-hmm. And I always just equated that with stream of consciousness. But I just recently reread Trista Rainier's The New Diary. Mm. And there's an excerpt in there from somebody's journal where they are doing a true stream of consciousness. And it's really interesting to see how, you know, they write down a word and you clearly you know, the word makes them bounce off to another topic and writing down this just random collection of things that are all just, this is what came to mind. And I can see where, especially if you're one of those people whose brain doesn't shut up long enough to really do a sitting meditation, mm-hmm. um, that I will, <laughs> I will stand at the front of that line. Uh, I definitely have that problem. But doing that kind of stream of consciousness writing can help with just, you know, it came to mind, I'm going to pour it out and see what I can do. I hadn't thought about that particular application until you mentioned it, but no, I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to play with it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is great. You know, and for some people that is their entry point into journal writing is just sitting down with the blank page and just moving the pen. I know I've encouraged people to do that when they didn't know what to say or what to write. I would just say, you know what, sit down and whatever comes to your mind, just let it be an exercise in keeping the pen moving and being aware of your chatter. And they, if they say, if they say, but Nathan, I really don't know what to write. Like I'm just staring at the blank page. And then I, I would say, if you don't know what to write, then write about that. Like just mm-hmm. write, I don't know what to write, comma, I have nothing to say, comma, I don't know what's going <laughs> on in my head, comma, you know, like just, just start there and see because there are ways to use that as like being aware of yourself. You know, I've have I've never been really heavy into meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't done a, a strict practice of it every day, 10 minutes a day or an hour or whatever, you know, like, but there were stretches where I've dabbled with it. I would do meditation when I wake up in the morning or when I go to bed. I've never done one in the middle of the day. Like that seems like the best time to do it because you're really awake. You're not going to fall back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but from, from from the limited exposure that I've had and from everything I've read, uh, meditation is great for focus, you know, getting focused, getting clarity and, mm-hmm. and just erasing the mind. You know, er- not erasing the mind, but but erasing the page of the mind where the thoughts come up. So you you see a thought or you hear a thought in your head and you just notice it and then you go back to focusing on whatever. You could have a mantra, mm-hmm. you know, and you focus on the mantra for a while or you focus on just zoning out like the, the space where there is no mantra. How do you do it? You know, I, I guess I use it two ways. One of them I got from a class that I took about a year ago. I, so I'm, I'm pretty new to the whole meditation and journal combination. But about a year ago, I took a class on journaling for mindfulness. 
And one of the exercises that we did was to go sit out in nature and just mm. sit and, and do a gentle observation of everything that's around you. And yes, it was excellent timing for me. I was visiting my mother-in-law in, she lives in a seaside town up in Oregon, right on the coast. And I sat out in, in her backyard and, you know, which happens to open up to one of the streams that flows down to the ocean. And so there's all kinds of interesting wildlife that goes through. And it was just really fascinating to sit and have this observation meditation and then when I was done with the meditation, I had my journal literally right next to me on the bench and I just picked it up and started writing everything that came to mind, every, all of the sensations that really struck me during mm -hmm, the meditation. Mm -hmm. And it was neat because it gave me a way to deepen, you know, I had a flock of birds going past and I ended up really writing some neat stuff about that I that I, I hadn't consciously recognized when I was just observing the birds, right? But writing mm, down, mm -hmm. you know, how neat it was and, yeah. and, you know, getting some stuff like that in. So that was that was a huge thing. Beautiful. Yeah. There's probably a hundred different ways to meditate too, speaking of all the different ways yeah. there are to, to to write in your journal. But that's beautiful. I love that. And so so that's almost the opposite. Instead of blanking your mind out and not thinking about thoughts or noticing your thoughts as they pass by and not attaching to them, your the, your scenario is more about being aware, being more aware of your senses and your and you know what's going on around you and and really taking it in, absorbing it. But it's an awareness without an attempt to judge or catalog. That's where I think both of them, that's what I think both of them, whether, whether you do the mantra or the blanking out. Another one I heard was, you know how the computer screen, you can put your screensaver up on the computer screen mm -hmm. and then down in the corner, you could have your little recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime an icon of a thought pops up onto the computer screen, you just mentally drag it over down to the recycle bin. Thought <laughs> appears, drag it over to the recycle bin. And you just keep doing that in order to kind of free up your mind. The ones that I've heard you say, and then the, the other ones where you're chanting, you're actually in your mind repeating, you know, a phrase or a sound or something. They mm -hmm. all, I think all of them are geared towards that second layer, you know, like getting, getting beyond the thoughts so that you're not attached to them. You're not connecting to them. Like they're just thing. They're just thoughts are just like, it's like your blood. It's just passing through you. You know, it's mm -hmm. not supposed to stay any one place. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to move through you. And so the, the river of thoughts, they're just moving right through you. And there's no need to cling on to one and, and make it right or wrong or judge it or criticize. You're just letting it pass. And, and I think that's where. And when, when I think of this question, how can journaling be used with that? that's a place to record some of those insights. So I can imagine having a meditation exercise and then, you know, afterwards having your journal next to you and, and writing those little moments down where you get some kind of mm -hmm. an insight. On the other hand, you know, that's attaching to them again. <laughs> so, yeah. so because as soon as you write them down, you've like, you're locking them in somehow. But journaling is mostly about noticing. So, you know, writing down my observations and just building awareness. That's a big tool. One other thing I'd like to throw in, and I know we're just about out of time, but I have started doing a uh, visualization meditation practice. Ah. So it's, it is one of those kind of 
guided meditations, but I find that it's valuable to keep my journal right next to me when I'm doing that too. And then when I'm done, you know, sometimes when you're doing some of these visualizations or, or, you know, you really want something you can remember, or you want something that you can turn into a vision board or, or something. So you've got a little more visual, a little more mm, consciousness ideas. around it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I use my journal to record that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. I guess my last thought would be, you know, if you are going to use journaling as a meditation, I think I think that you could honestly say journaling is a form of meditation, not just the stream of consciousness, but, you know, there are techniques like the, well, in the Journal to the Self uh, course, it's called the mind mapping, you know, where yeah. you start with an idea and then you just, you know, you just sort of connect it to these other ideas. You just watch your brain you know, unfold and connect uh, these different things. So you might start with an intention, choose a word, you know, today I want to focus on, you know, financial freedom. And that might be a concern or an interest of yours. And you write that down and just see what flows from that, what's connected to that, what other items come up. To me, that is a form of meditation. And I'm sure if we had some yogi mantra guru buddhists in the room they might have other ideas about what meditation offers but um i think i think those methods are very good and you know what this question is great for all types of people because journaling meditation they help you with whatever musicians artists business owners stock market traders Mm -hmm. teachers lawyers doctors it doesn't matter (laughs) Writing and meditation um, really, I have found, help you to relieve tension, heighten your awareness, sharpen your focus on the things that matter to you, help you relax, all of that while strengthening the important skill, going back to outwitting the devil, the important skill of noticing and examining your thoughts, you know, being aware that your thoughts are happening and they don't need to control you. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's probably the biggest thing we can remember with journaling is that it helps us get our thoughts in line and figure out, you know, is this something that I need to pursue? Is this a belief that I need to hold on to? Or is this something that it's time for me to question and get rid of? Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right. Anonymous. That was an anonymous person's question. If you have a journal talk question, send it in. You'll hear how in just a moment. Jade, thank you so much for your time and good luck today with your with your procedure. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Journal Talk Q&A with my lovely co-host, Jade Gilmore. Jade, where can people reach you? Uh, My website is wingslifecoaching.com. Wingslifecoaching.com. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, We'll see you again, everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jade. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's one 1- 805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing.
This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.